So being able to first just get into that mindset, like if you want to be great, you have to give something up. Maybe you befriend somebody and they're your manager and they happen to be business savvy. And so they start helping you with that. Maybe you do a partnership deal with a producer, but whatever it is, you have to give up something in order to grow. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Hello, Awesome Tribe, and welcome back to another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Working with family can be a shot in the dark sometimes, as even the closest relatives can become some damaging business partners. Fortunately, this was not the case for Dave and Dylan Meislewick, respectively CEO of the Upstate Sound and President of Upstate Management. From what I've learned so far, if you want to build a successful business, be it an impressive record label carving its own path in the industry, or a growing music management empire, this will certainly take you a lot of time, patience, sacrifice, and a solid sense of dedication. But if you're lucky enough to count on your family as part of your close circle of collaborators, that's a precious bonus. The palpable synergy and mutual respect that these two brothers shared during our exchange were surely a glimpse of the tremendous bond between them. Dave being the infectiously energetic and fearless creative, and Dylan being the savvy and tactical marketing expert. They're quite the dynamic duo. One of the many takeaways I got from this epic conversation was that you must take great care to ensure that the mission is on everybody's mind and that we are all rowing in the same direction, despite our various roles. Smart, energetic, and with an exemplary sense of collaboration, Dave and Dylan are only getting started. An exciting and noteworthy episode, which I do hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 177 with Dave and Dylan Meislewick. Here we go. Uh, first of all, it's a pleasure uh, to welcome you on the podcast because I want to celebrate all the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, for the people who don't know, I basically connected with Dave uh, a couple of months back uh, over this wonderful platform called Lunch Club. If you haven't heard of it, you definitely should. It's basically the AI deciding to actually connect you with a random stranger you know, in the universe and basically just taking two seconds actually to connect uh, for however small time. And some people use it for networking. I basically use it to meet new people, which was a lot of fun. And uh, David was definitely really high up on that list. Um, so I want to thank you for that. So that's why I decided to have him back on because we had such an energetic conversation. And uh, throughout, uh, you know, scheduling for this call, David even even decided to uh, add his uh, brother uh, on the on the podcast as well. So again, it's a two sir, it's a twofer. I don't often do two people on the podcast. I've only done it once before, so it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary. But uh, lively conversation, great gang. I uh, love what they're doing uh, with the Upstate Sound as a brand, as a company, as an empire, because we're going to talk yeah. about that as well. Hell yeah. What I really love, um, and I think this is what I want to start off with, because some people out there need to hear this. And Dave, I want to throw it to you. And because in the conversation that we had, you definitely laid on me in regards to, you know what? Your dreams are never too big. Fear yeah. will never be an excuse. And I really want you to drive it home for us. Like for some people, they keep, you know, sitting there in their little kitchen on their little notepad and telling themselves, like, ah, this will never work. Or like, yeah, I want to be a superstar or, you know, what, I want to have the multi-million dollar business. But yeah, you know what? Let me just write it down, but never go back to it. But you laid on me. You really let me know that, you know what? Dream big, dream bigger and go further, you know? Mm -hmm. So for those of us like, you know, still in that little, 
you know, the cowering down or just too afraid to dream? What can you tell us? Uh, trust yourself, like trust yourself to make the right decisions and, and keep moving forward. Like always, uh, siempre adelante, uh, move forward in Spanish, uh, always forward. And it's, I just kind of like always think that like whenever I wait, I'm up at 5am usually like grinding, doing some type of gig so I can start funding stuff. And every time I, I wake up, I'm like, and I want to go back to sleep. It's like, I, I, it doesn't matter what you want, dude. You have to get up. You have to fund this thing. You have to keep going because that's what's required. You know, that's the only way you can win. That's the only way you can achieve your goals. Because if everyone did what they wanted to get to where they wanted to go, then, you know, everyone would be famous and rich and all that shit. So you have to do the things that other people aren't willing to like wake up at 5 a.m., go do like the Amazon flex gig thing, get back just in time for the interns to come back, assign them tasks get them going. I got sessions going on. We have, we had a meeting today with another artist we were uh, signing, uh, didn't go smoothly, but we ended up doing a marketing agreement with them uh, mm -hmm. potentially later. You know, it's just, it's, it's figuring it out as you go. Cause we don't know everything either. And I like, you know, as I've grown and gotten older, it's like, I don't, it, most people don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of rolling with the punches and, and figuring it out as they go. You know, and that's what we're doing. And I personally like to move at a speed where I don't know what to do next because it <laughs> forces you to grow. It forces you to figure it out, you know. So like when we first uh, met with the lawyers, like the Upstate Sound was officially established, I think, March last year. Uh, okay. Um, and we just started as a, a beat making, you know, thing. I, I just, Dylan moved down here. Uh, I was a DJ producer uh, making, you know, records and stuff like that. And um, I decided to put that on hold because you really have to make a choice. Do you want to be the the baker or the businessman, you know, mm -hmm. the baker as in the beat maker, you know, making records and all that stuff. So I decided to, since my brother's a businessman, like, okay, in order to grow and to get better, uh, you know, we, we need to focus on the business because in music it is 90% business, it's 10% creative. For sure. You know, For that's, sure. How we, that's how we see it anyways. And um so we decided to, okay, let's hit this beat stars thing really hard. Maybe we'll do the click funnel thing. We, we really attacked that for a little bit because, uh, beat stars had this dude named Legion beats that was really popular at the time. And, and he's like, Oh, I made a lot of money using click funnels and stuff, you know? So like we were just learning. Um, and then we, we started bringing on a bunch of beat makers, other producers. And I'm like, okay, we'll handle the business and everything you don't want to do. You just keep making beats and being creative. And that was like the whole process behind the beginning of the upstate sound, which was a, just a beat making thing. Nice. And little by little, we had a podcast called, uh, MC to MC podcast. Mm -hmm. originally. Yeah. I saw a bunch of clips on YouTube. I saw those. Yeah. 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 This, it was originally his idea. Um, we had no two, kidding. Yeah. We had two friends who were, uh, rappers who, um, you know, or rap MCs in Nashville, Music City. So that's mm -hmm. where the name kind of stemmed from. Like it, it was uh, MC rappers speaking to Music City. To MC. MC. Wow. And, um, nice play we, of words. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up uh, producing it ourselves and, and they were the host for a little bit. Uh, we ended up going uh, separate ways. And then uh, Tom and Superb stepped in and are, are really killing it now. But like through that podcast, we started meeting more people more artists, more, uh, business people, more, you know, everybody. And then we met blow. Um, he's one of our signed artists now. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We're just, he was just a friend of one of the hosts, you know, he showed us all his beats and stuff. And then Tom, who was our first, um, 
beat maker, first person we brought on, was listening to it with his stank face and all that. And he's uh he's like, yo, we got to sign him. I'm like, we make beats, dude. What do you mean sign him? Like, so he's like, okay, maybe we should start thinking of a record label. Okay. Let's make a label. We just moved into that and just kind of figured it out as we go. So like we started planning and, and all that. And then when we went back home to upstate New York, hence the name, um, we're in Nashville, by the way. I think you know that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back upstate and, and I did nothing but like research how record labels, publishers and all the business side of things work for like two weeks straight from fucking when I woke up at 8 a.m. to like 2 a.m. while these, while my little brother was playing video games. Cause he See, was this yeah. is where, this is where, you know, I want to throw it to, to Dylan because, uh, you know, cause you got, you mentioned that Dylan sometimes like, you know, is more of the business brain, uh, mm-hmm. behind, behind the operation. I want to throw it to you, Dylan. How, for the creatives, you know, that are listening to us, you know, cause again, everybody wants to be, you know, I want to be free flowing and I want to live my art and I'm only about just chilling and just making my art, but, you need to drive a point home to the people listening to us. Like, you know, you want to excel, you want to build a business, you want, you want the revenue. Cause again, I believe, you know, even when I was doing photography in a past life, a camera costs money, lighting costs money, a softbox costs money, batteries cost money, your dreams cost money. So talk to us about again, catering or chiseling or like zeroing in on the business side. Like, okay, the creativity is very important, but you know, as Dave said, the business side, you can't leave it out if you want to be successful. So how do we navigate that? And how? what are the best practices, if you will? Uh, well, the first thing I would say is that before even like trying to get an artist to understand how important business is, they have to adjust their mindset. One of the things that we've been learning as we're talking with artists is, first off, most of them don't want to do the business side. And yet many are unwilling to give up any ownership of their creative side in mm-hmm. order to have someone else completely handle their business side which is is crazy to think like people need to realize that either you become the jack of all trades or you're going to have to hire somebody who can do those things. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to give up part of that or if you don't have a massive amount of capital floating around, well, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're going to be stuck where you are. So the first thing is the baker businessman. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people are really good bakers or like, you know, musicians or artists. And then they want to go start like a record label of their own or a publishing house of their own. But the problem is once you do that, you can't continue baking. Right. Right. So if an artist wants to be an artist, they have to understand they have to give up something for that to happen. Right. Okay. So some of that could be if you sign a record deal, you might give up master ownership, but you're pumping out way greater quality music. Like that is the trade off is that your music can elevate in quality because you're giving up part ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. So being able to first just get into that mindset, like if you want to be great, you have to give something up. Maybe you befriend somebody and they're your manager and they happen to be business savvy. And so they start helping you with that. Maybe you do a partnership deal with a producer, but whatever it is, you have to give up something in order to grow. Right. And that's the same with like being fit. For example, if you want to be fit, you have to give up video game time in exchange for gym time. Right. You have to give up something in order to get the thing that you actually want. So you have to decide, do I want to be a artist who earns money or do I want to make music on the side? Because I don't know where I heard this quote, but there's no such thing as a starving artist. If you're a starving artist, that means you're not an artist, right? Because a real artist is a professional artist. They make money with their art. And if you can't figure out how to do that, then you're not an artist. You're somebody who has a hobby, right? So if that that's right there, that's what I mean with that mindset right off the bat before you ever try to make any business decisions. That's if you're amazing. set with that and you're trying to figure out like, okay, what do I do next? First off, 
you'd be amazed at what Google can teach you, right? Like, <laughs> people take a lot of that for granted. That's yeah. that's so true. That's so true. But like, like some people, like if you don't know what that is, like you know, that, like uh, I love uh, Gary V. I don't know if you follow him or not. Yes, but, like, I do. Yeah, so I, I know. I kind of figured because I recognize all those books in the back yourself <laughs> back there. Like, you know, if, if you want, if you really want to elevate whatever you're doing, you have to get educated. Google's the first place, and it's free. Um, there has been nothing I can't find on the music industry online. I can find everything. In fact, even some of the difficult stuff, like trying to figure out what record labels are doing to, you know, to uh, work with giant artists. Kanye took his entire, uh, what's it called? His entire uh, contract and publicized it on Twitter. You know what Dave did? He screenshotted every single image of it. And now we have that as a swipe file we can review and look at. Oh, wow. So like that's something like if you want if if you want something you have to figure out how to find it and sometimes it's as simple as going okay Google how do I do this so for example we started uh, a management company that's one mm-hmm. of the first companies that we started and I'm the one that's running that so I've never managed anyone as an artist before I'm not even huge in the music industry I, I was the one that grew up that liked a bunch of songs and didn't know the artist names right but I okay. learned that side so do you know what I did I went to Google and I said okay. Uh, how to be a good artist manager. And now what does I, a manager do. Yeah. Like literally like that's all I searched for was literally the phrase, how to be a good artist manager. I found hundreds of videos from this one company who literally teaches all of it for free on YouTube. I created massive amounts of databases and documents in which I can pull from now in order to help my artist. For example, we just put on a live show for our artist. Mm-hmm. I have an entire spreadsheet built out. So it's like, where was it? What was the name? What was the event? Was it rainy that day? Uh, how many attendants did we get? How many attendants did the venue normally get? Questions I never would have thought to ask about an event, mm-hmm. but I Googled how to be a good artist manager. And I didn't just watch three videos. I watched like 3,000 videos. Like I, dug, I dug as deep as I possibly could into this one subject. So I knew so much about it that now I come across other artist managers mm-hmm. and I, I ask them a question I think they should already know. And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, there what? Like I spent three weeks hardcore pressing into this and I know more than artist managers who've been doing it for three years. So and it's that, that idea of diving super deep into the music industry if you want to be able to figure this stuff out. That's passionate. That's passionate. And it really shows. Um, and again, that's all you guys are saying in regards to what we were talking about at the beginning in terms of putting in the work. Anything that you want to execute to a certain level of expertise or efficiency or success, whatever that looks like for you, is what I'm hearing is that, you know what? Your art is beautiful. Whatever task or trade you want to dive into, we're here, we're talking about music. Yeah, that's great. Like, you know, play your guitar. You make dope songs. You make dope beats. You're a great rapper. You got great lyrics. But understand that there's another level to it that probably escapes you and that you might want to be paying attention to. And I'm sure you guys have come across it because you guys are in the industry more often than I can. You see the the repercussions of people who are not willing to put in the work. And I'm wondering, because uh, I'm pretty sure that you've come across multiple personalities. And that's the thing. When someone... I believe that's that's a huge, um, uh, I'm sorry, a huge obstacle to someone's success or elevation, if you will, when ego comes into the play. And Dave, I want to throw it to you. How do you navigate the per- different types of personalities? Because again, you've got a personality. You guess you know what's best for the artist. But again, the artist comes in with their own ego. So I know me. I know my art. I know what's good. What do you know? Just make my beats and shut up. How do you navigate that? Because sometimes I'm pretty sure those can be very interesting conversations. So how we kind of, like Dylan was saying, it's, it's mindset. Um, we, we vet people before we work with them. We vet artists before we sign them. Like we, we, and it's basically just letting them talk. We had an artist over the other day who's, he spoke for four straight hours 
you know, um, it was, it was a long, long conversation, but it was, I'm like, I'm just listening. I'm taking it all in. I'm seeing how driven he is. I'm seeing his, how much research does he do in his own time? How dedicated is he? How is he researching XXX Trintashion's way of, of performing like those little details? And he does do that. But something that uh, struck, struck me with him. And, and that's what we look for because I can make you sound good. You know, I can make you sound talented, but I can't teach you drive and I can't teach you hunger. And like, would you bleed for this shit? You know what I mean? Because that's what's required. Um, but with with uh, the guy we had over the other day, he's extremely green in terms of just getting in, even though he has the drive and the, the passion behind it. So signing him would be like giving someone here's thousands of dollars worth of fucking gear before you even understand the basics. Okay. You know what I mean? So some people do have to do some growing. Some people have to fail a few times before they're ready for someone of a higher caliber to take them on and make them better because they need to, you need to, they need to be willing to learn and take constructive criticism. And that's why we vet them because if they're not willing to be able to learn, then I can't do anything with them and I'm not going to waste my time. Wow. So, that is, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. That that's cool. That's cool. Cause again, you're, you're, so I'm hearing a lot of um, mentorship uh, yeah. I believe a lot of uh, structure that we're trying to build around this artist because you want to see them succeed. You're not just going to waste their time, your time and theirs, you know, into, you know, just accompanying them uh, on this path. Uh, so they have a lot of benefit, first of all, to being open. And of course, I'm also hearing that, you know, you leave a lot of space to them to, you know, express, you know, their, their vision and where they want to go and how to best structure their path along that way. Yeah, um, we, have a, we have an artist, um, one of our artists, he, he's, so willing to learn and so uh he takes what, what am i trying to say like when i give him advice he takes it but makes it his own mm-hmm. so it's not like he's just replicating what i'm saying like what he should do he's able to take it and make it his own style and then it's okay. like oh fuck that was rad as shit dude hell yeah keep doing that be more quirky that's rad like when mm-hmm. he's like vocal performing or anything mm-hmm. like another one of our artists was the other day when he's like he thought the record was done and i'm like when you think it's done you're about halfway there and then I pushed him a little bit and then I'm like, oh, and then we started adding a few more things and he's like, oh, fuck, dude, you know, and then then the record really started coming together. There was more arrangements, more canvases, you know, more ear candy, all that stuff. So there's it and it's signing someone who's willing to see that and, and be pushed a little bit and and all that, you know, and. You know what? I'm going to throw this one to Dylan because this one's really cool. This one just popped in my head as I was listening to you talk. Um, you guys. In, in the dynamic you guys have, I really see that you guys in all your excitement and energy, and it's so palpable and I'm so jealous because the energy in, in the studio has got to be something. But Dale, I want to throw you away in regards to, um, cause I heard you talk about, okay, needing to learn, uh, need to go to Google and getting as much information as you can. But I'm also hearing that, you know what? You guys are also willing to take chances, you know, because I'm probably understanding that along the journey, you're going to fuck up. There will be mistakes. There will be learning curves. And for the people that are listening to us who are maybe overthinkers, who are going to basically just go dive into analysis by analysis paralysis, how can we help them navigate to the fact that, you know what, understanding that fear is okay? Or do you buy into that? Or like, how can we help them understand that, you know what, you just have to move, just make a step and move forward? Because I hear that a lot. Because I don't want to fail. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to fall over. What if I lose money? What if they don't sign? What if I wasted all this time? How can we help them navigate that, do you think? I would say that a big a big way to get around that is first, 
typically what people are afraid because they don't have enough knowledge. That is the starting point. Most people don't do enough research. Uh, I, I do know people stuck in an analysis paralysis, but like, I'd be willing to bet most artists aren't there. Most artists aren't like, you know, they keep evaluating the new marketing techniques. Instead, what happens is they might be looking at their song. And that's why we say like the 90% business, 10% creative. So if, if anything, artists should be pumping out songs and dumping them to the public as fast as possible. And the main reason for that is that, uh, what's the name? Super duper Kyle, right? Kyle, the mm-hmm. artist. Um, he literally has tons of songs out there. He's still basically a nobody. He has a song on his list and he's like, I don't know, we should release it. And they finally do. And it's I spy, right? Mm-hmm. That song blew up and made them famous. People don't realize that whatever you think you're going to do, like Gary V says this a lot too, like quality is subjective and you're not the arbiter, right? Like, uh, like your fans are. Like Wonderwall by uh, is Wonderwall Oasis. Uh, Oasis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even like that song, and it made them hyper famous, right? So if you want to be a big star, like, and, and this is something that we've come across. Like if you're if you're an artist at all, you have to have some ego, right? Like you have like the fact that you want people looking at you, you do have an ego. You have to just come to terms with that. And now that that's the case, realize that the thing you're looking for is on the other side of people hearing you. You have to release stuff. So the research should be being done along the way, but the best thing you can do is like, oh, somebody said that Reels gets me more traction on Instagram. Okay, like just do it, right? So like a small example, we have a, um, uh, uh, what's it called? A sub-label called Kids Can Dream. Mm-hmm. And we have one of our interns running that channel. And we actually got it. We had him running it. He was doing pretty good. And we got it shadow banned because he accidentally reused hashtags too much. Forgot well. to mention it to him, right? But that, that's fine. Okay. So we waited a couple of weeks. The shadow ban got lifted, we realized, because we started getting a little more traction. Mm-hmm. But we're still not getting that much engagement. I go, okay, I want you to try something. Put in a call to action at the end of the text. Put in, hey, if you like this, like the post. That's it. Like, think about it. People are mindlessly scrolling Instagram when they look at your post, mm-hmm. just like you do when you're wandering through. Like, if you're looking All through the time. Instagram, it's mindless. So I've done it. I've looked at a post. I've liked it, but I didn't actually hit like. So just put it in there. That post is our number one liked post by like three or four times the amount. Boom. Right. So literally just like trying stuff like that. Now that for me, like I learned that that's something important to call to action, but it's from the research I did along the way. So just posting, just getting out there, messaging people, uh, like, like one thing you can do that doesn't require any, uh, intellectual, like know-how of the business or the music industry Reach out to other people and do it selflessly. Don't do it selfishly, right? People only care about what Oh, say that again. Say that again. Yeah. So you want to reach out to people selflessly, not selfishly. No one wants to hear your, your, you know, new EP. They don't even know who you are. But you know how we started growing some of our following? We Mm -hmm. reached out to people and said, whoa, your beat is dope. That's awesome. And they're like, cool. Thanks. They're like, yeah, I really like it. Got any others like it? And we're not doing that just to get follows. We're doing that because we genuinely like the music industry and we want to reach out to pe- people genuinely. But interestingly enough, that actually directly relates to getting more followers, getting real fans. Energy and attracts people. energy. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of the thing. And if, if you want to like, if you want to make it so that you're not spending, you know, 14 hours a day on Instagram doing that, right? Uh, there's a great strategy. You can Google it. It's Gary V dollar 80 strategy. Does not cost a dollar eighty. It's free to do. It's just a template for understanding. Hey, spend an hour a day. Reach out to people in your network using hashtags to find new people. So you're not messaging the same people, mm-hmm. right? You're finding new people that way. We found artists that way. Artists we want to work with now. No right? kidding. So like that's the whole idea is just constantly reaching out. Like you never know who you're going to network with. Like you're on Lunch Club. 
why, right? To meet new people. Exactly. You don't know what might come from that. One of them might be your future boss, your future business partner, your future employee. You have no idea how that might turn out. And so Never. just just reach out to people genuinely. Don't have an agenda because when you do, people can tell. They might not know what it is, but they certainly know you have one. So reach out to people and, and be genuine. Like think about like what you like on an Instagram post. Do you like it when someone's like, yo, DM me? No. No. You'd prefer them go, oh, I just DM'd you something for you, right? Not for themselves. Like they, you want them messaging you like or just commenting on the post you actually put. Like when you, you, know, you see somebody with a, a photo of a cool picture and they're like, hey, you know, check out my album. What? Like, what? Who are you? Why don't you comment on my picture since you're here, right? So do that to other people. Be nice to other people and you'll be amazed what happens back. And it's amazing how um, we've gotten back to, as stupid as it sounds, again, through some reading and research, I realized that um, synergetically, if you will, if that's even a word, the the quality of human interaction, like genuine human interaction is is the reward that comes from that, both through engagement or just sheer feeling good that you're just connecting with another human being or another brand or another person or an artist just genuinely is tenfold because you're not, it's not even something that you made up. It's not even fake, but the return on investment for that little time, that little like that little high that you said is it's amazing because it doesn't feel like force is not something that you bought, but it's time that you genuinely gave. And sometimes when you get that back, it's so amazing because you're so right. Because sometimes I make posts, sometimes I make little snippets on Instagram and someone just calls back, hey, hey, thanks for that episode. Yeah, that great, that guest was great. I really appreciate what you're doing. You know, those long ass nights where you're spending editing is like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And, you know, and sometimes, again, like you said, a listener can just show and just show up and say, like, you know what? Thanks for what you're doing. Great job. And then moving on. It's like oh, someone I actually took the time to say hi and acknowledge the work that you're doing. That's that was so much. It, one, one amazing example I have of that is there was somebody who uh, was following me on Instagram. They started following me and I didn't even realize it. And one day I posted about um, like, what, like my, uh, was it my daily schedule? Right. And they looked at it and they were just kind of like, Oh, like, what do you do? All this stuff. I chatted with them back and forth. Like, again, mm-hmm. I don't have an agenda. It's a random person. They happen to follow my stuff. Um, you know, they asked me a couple questions later. I find out they're trying to get into marketing as well. And I basically said, Hey, I just, uh, had a friend of mine give me advice. I adjusted this uh, proposal for a client of mine, uh, or a now client of mine. They liked mm-hmm. it. They saw it. They're like, this is exactly what I was looking for. So I'll, I'll remove that guy's name, but here, check out the proposal. I just gave him the proposal. Boom. Her, her first client, she lives in a different country. I think it's Switzerland or something. Her first client was because of the proposal I gave her. I've now wow. just been a lifelong follower because wow. I can help somebody. Just helping out, just helping yeah. out and reaching out. And that's worth so much. See, that speaks to a certain level of character. That speaks to a genuine personality behind the brand. Because it's also important to understand the face, not just the the wonderful the wonderful company that you guys have built, uh, but also, again, it speaks to a lot of character. Because it went through, you take the time to acknowledge the people that are following you and pay it for it and just give them just a little bit. Again, bringing value. There's a buzzword also that, that comes a lot bringing value to the people who follow you. You never know what can come back from it. Um, what other question I have? In real life, too. Like, we had an artist uh, that that we were trying to help out, too. He always was wondering why he wasn't getting followers and stuff like that, or, like, mm-hmm. why he's not getting shows with certain people. And I was like, well, you just got a dollar eighty in real life, you know, not just on Instagram. You know, like, you're you're older, so why don't you teach some of these young kids who don't know, like, the production skills that you know, mm-hmm. 
and so they can grow their things up, uh, their skills up. And then little by little, they're like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, you know, I'm an artist. And then like that you go home and then they check you out and then, you, oh, you got a fan now. You know, they listen to all your stuff now. Holy shit. He not only did he help me out with my beat making, I fuck with him as a rapper, too. Holy there you shit. go. There you, you know? go. You get a follower that way. It's just dollar all, it takes, all it takes is just one person. All one person, one person just creates that ripple effect. That's what I love about the Internet. You, This interconnection is such a it's such an amazing time to be alive. Um, yeah. I had one for Dave on this one. Um, the thing is, you talk a lot about, you know, you're very big on the grind. You're very big about the commitment. And I want to basically address something that a lot of people deal with along this journey. You will have those moments of doubt. You will have those moments of repetition and mundane monotony. And you just have to understand, you know, through my experience, at least, you know what? You just have to keep at it. You have to stay committed. You have to stay grinding, but you have to stay patient. And especially in this day and age of like, you know, just two second gratification, you know, a lot of people are impatient. And if you had a couple of words of wisdom, I really need for people to understand you know that, you know what, whatever journey you have to set for yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to take time. That is a reality. You can't get away from it. And unfortunately, we've been sold this idea. And I don't want to sound preachy, but social media and all that crap makes you think that, you know what, one second, one beat, one hit, and you can pr- pick it up to the stratosphere. But you know what? I'm pretty sure that all these people that, you know, are making those millions, like they've been putting in the work for like 10 plus years. You guys have been doing it for like days on end, but it's not going to happen overnight. I don't think it's like it's such a buzzword thrown over There's too often. Overnight, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm pretty sure you're big on that. So I really, uh, you know, you really said set the example, but I really need people to hear it from you. Now, how important is patience in the process? I extremely extremely. It's necessary. You have to have it. But and but also know that you're you're I didn't start making records and produce until I was like 26, like 2016. I'm 32 now. You know, most of these kids start when they're 18, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff. I was fucking off at that age, like partying and stuff like that, you know, but I don't compare myself to them because everyone every every path is different. You know what I mean? Um, and that's I don't have any regrets either. It's just the way it was. I'm I'm cool with it. Um, but from 26 forward, I did nothing but perfect my craft. I'm a record producer. I make beats. I can record. I can, you know, mix and master and all that stuff. And I got extremely fucking good at it. I'm going to send you the, our first uh, single after this. I actually just, it. I just uploaded it to distribution. It'll be out uh, the 15th of December, but I'm going to chuck it to you so you can hear it. Oh, cool. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Dylan did this, a similar thing where he started reading and really building his business knowledge around 25-ish years old or something like that. We kind of both hit it at the same time, getting mm-hmm. in our own direction of like how, you know, perfecting our skills and stuff. And um, didn't think of like the business side at the time, didn't didn't really uh, just wanted to be a DJ and make beats with my buddy Shane. We, we just, you know, grew up doing it. Um, but Little by little, you know, some things were getting monotonous and, and boring and, and, you know, the the drive wasn't there, you know, and to, like really when Shane moved to L.A. and Dylan moved down, that was a spark that that really, you know, helped me out a lot because I didn't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And my little brother helped me out with that. You know what I mean? He moved. He was going to go to San Francisco. He decided to come here to Nashville to help me out because I needed, you know, someone to help me with rent and all that stuff. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it's not just yourself along the way. It is others, you know, it's trusting your, your, your family and, and close friends to, to help you get through some things. Um, 
I haven't experienced it in the last couple of years just because we have purpose now. And that's a big thing. You know, it's, it's knowing what your purpose is. And like, once you figured that out, like you don't really have those off days anymore. Like every rant, if you're, you can burn out a little bit, that's a little different than an off day to me. Mm-hmm. There's this day where I'm just like, Oh, not today, dude, I'm fucking exhausted, but I know I'm gonna kill it tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I like Mondays. Everyone hates Mondays. I get fucking off on Mondays. I love Mondays. Cause like I, if I screwed up last week or the weekend or something, then mm-hmm. I can reset everything, you know, instead of waiting for new year's resolution or some shit, you know? Um, but yeah, like as long as you you have a plan too, it plan is extremely important, which is another thing I learned from him. Like as soon as soon as you have that, you can go to it. If you're having an off day, I don't even know what to do today. You already wrote it down last week. Check it. Now you know what to do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's like the main difference between like habit and discipline. Like you, there's certain things you can't turn into a habit and like, so that, that's like that analysis paralysis I've seen in like the entrepreneur world where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to turn everything into a habit and automate it. It's like, no, like certain things are supposed to suck. And it's like I, I, there's a great stoic mentality. It's like life is a struggle, but you can choose what your struggle is. Right. OK. Yeah. And the, and the thing that Dave said earlier about having purpose, the other thing on top of that, I would say, is having responsibility for someone other than yourself. And the fact that we, we're working with teams like we like if we fail our artists like that, like that's worse than if we failed ourselves. Yeah. Our dream right. is no longer our own. So we can't fail. We have right. to succeed. You know what I mean? We have interns. We have a team. We have artists signed with us like we can't fuck up because they lose. You, you know? have an off day. OK, that's on you. But, you know, people are relying on you. But I got I got uh, I wanted to piggyback on what um, uh, what Dylan just said in regards to, you know, both accountability, but the importance of of a a plan, because, again, I really love the word discipline. I love it. I love for me. It's like a guiding compass because there's motivation, but there's discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that, like you said, certain things are supposed to suck. You know, some people love going to the gym for me personally. Listen. I get up, I got to go work out. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. But I know that I'm only buying myself a couple of more years with my kids down the road. But I hate it. (laughs) I really hate it. (laughs) But you really need to, uh, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that, you know what? If you don't have the right motivations and how do we, how do we make sure that our plan, no, I'm I'm trying to phrase this properly. Guys, you got me so excited. I'm I'm missing it right now. Ring it back. Ring it back. The thing is, purpose is important. So the first question I had, how do we properly define our purpose? Because I'm sure you guys have a purpose for the Upstate Sound. And a lot of people get those words mixed up. Yeah, my purpose is to change the world and cure cancer. How do we make sure that our purpose is aligned and that's true to ourselves and genuine? How do we how do we define that, Dylan? Well, so one, one thing that goes along with purpose. So people that have purpose, but they don't have uh, there's a great book drive by Daniel H pink. And it discusses three main things you need to stay motivated. Purpose is only one of them. Okay. The other two that you need are mastery, which means you are getting better at something okay. and autonomy, the, the ability to choose some people uh, under autonomy. There's four different categories. There's the autonomy of time, the autonomy of team, the autonomy of technique, and the autonomy of task. This guy's yeah. killing me right now. Wow. <laughs> so so under under those, diff, different people have different importance. For me, if my whole day was scheduled, it'd actually be easier. So even though I'm an entrepreneur, I actually prefer a scheduled day. Mm-hmm. So like right after I left um, my engineering job, I didn't have a scheduled day. I started slipping until I 
wrote up a plan and figured out what am I going to do every day? Because if not, I'll just slide. Mm-hmm. And so that that one for me isn't as important. I don't need freedom of time. I need freedom of task. That's mine. Like everyone's is different. I need freedom of task. I want to choose what I do. And I want freedom of team. I want to choose who I get to do it with, right? Technique. If you want to show me how to do it, cool. Maybe that'll save me time. I still want to choose that, but you know, I want to have that l- little bit of freedom, but understanding that. So those are the three things you actually need. Purpose is one of those, though, because if you are getting really good at something and you have all the freedom in the world, if you're not if you have no purpose, you're eventually going to wander off. So those people that work from home in their pajamas, eventually, you know, if they they don't have a purpose greater than the job at hand, eventually they're going to slowly stop working as good and they're just going to wander off, which is what a lot of people did during 2020. Right. They had had a whole year to completely reshape their life. And a lot of people vegged out and caught up on Netflix. So basically purpose is good. But even with purpose, like I, I, I want to change the world. Cool. But you're not getting better at anything. I want to change the world, but I have no freedom to, you know, choose how I do that. Right. So you have to figure out what it is that you want first. So like, what's, what is the autonomy you require? And that, that takes a lot of self-reflection. I used to think mine was time. I used to think that was the thing I wanted was freedom of time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I want the freedom to choose when I do stuff, but not necessarily like my schedule. If I have my whole day scheduled out, I am way more efficient and I enjoy the crap out of it because I enjoy networking with people. I'm an extrovert. Not everyone's an extrovert. Mm -hmm. I enjoy learning new things. So that's the other reason I like talking to people because everyone's my teacher, right? Somebody knows something I don't know and I want to know it. So, you know, that that's the other part of that. But purpose, the way that you find purpose is a combination of actually getting good at something and realizing how you can apply it. Right. Like if you're just like, I want to change the world. What does that even mean? That's super vague. Like, What does that mean? Like, I, like I'm a marketing consultant. And if I found out that that was the purpose of your business, I would say, so you don't do anything. Right. Like, Because the world's right. already changing itself all the time. What are you doing? Like if you got in the way, if anything, maybe you'd stop it. So figuring out what exactly you want to do. And once you know that, acquiring a skill in that direction. And then the other thing I would definitely say is people need to understand that your purpose can change. When when you have kids one day, your new purpose is providing for them. So it's right? okay for your purpose to change. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, cause, and that's the whole like misconception with passion and uh, thinking that like, oh, I'm born a computer programmer. It's like, what? Like, how? Like, you don't have a computer in the womb to play with. Like, what, how are you becoming passionate about something that didn't exist like 100 years ago? So basically the the way you build a passion is getting good at something. That's the mastery part. So now Mm -hmm. that you're passionate about it, as long as it's going towards something bigger than yourself, the purpose, then you can actually do something. So you need to be building a skill towards something you can apply it to. And that's where your purpose must go. And you don't have to have your own purpose. You can find a leader who has a great purpose and help them do that too. Not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur, which is the thing that everyone gets lost in. Like you might even make like Steve Wozniak made more money than Steve Jobs at Apple. Steve Jobs got fired from Apple, Mm -hmm. right? Steve Jobs is a business builder. Steve Wozniak was a technical genius, right? That's the idea. Yes. So be, you know, when you're working on whatever it is, you got to figure out which one of those you want to be. And now that you know whether or not you want to be the inventor or the person actually building the thing. Figure out if you are the one that has to run the business or someone else does and then find someone to do that with. Right. You know, so you either make your purpose and others follow you uh, or you find someone that has the purpose that matches best with your values. Um, Perfect. I'm high fiving you right now because that was like that was so fire. That was so fire. Guys, I'm hoping that you guys took notes and please replay this on loop because that was like that is that's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. And you're related to this guy. My God, <laughs> this, this business is going to go places. But um, Dave, um, 
because you mentioned also the dynamic of, because uh, I know that um, it's very important. Uh, you mentioned teams and how important to build the right circle and the best people around you to move this journey, move this mission forward. And whether is someone as close as a relative or as close as a brother or a friend or a colleague or someone totally outside your realm to bring it, how do we pick the best people for our mission? What would What would you say? How would we go about that? So like something where we always, I always deal with what I call with what I call street gigs is is they're mainly artists that just don't really know what they're doing. They just know they want to make music and stuff. And like every time they say, uh, oh, I just need a team so I can get this, you know, or I need a team to help me with this. They use it kind of like as an excuse mm-hmm. uh, because a crutch because they don't have anything. And I personally, as soon as somebody says that, I'm like, you're already going to fail, dude, because you, you tell you, them that. I'll tell them straight to their face. I don't give a shit. Like it's not doing them a service telling them, like, telling them what they want to hear. You got to tell them what they need to hear. You know, I tell them straight up. I, basically, be Goku. Uh, be so damn good that people want to follow you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That want to join your team. Like that's what me and Dylan did. Like I got really good at making records and then my beatmate uh when tom joined he's like holy fuck you mix really well you know and then when we started signing an artist holy shit you can get those vocals sounding like holy sh- like amazing you know and then dylan comes in with a whole you know brand development plan or something behind the artist and all that you know because he got he took the time to get really good at that like he was mentioning with the purpose and having a mastery of a skill so me like me and him started developing our mastery of our skill around the same age to, to the point that we got to now. And then we started building a team, you know, we started uh, vetting them and, and all that stuff. And they saw that they saw the, the, the opportunity and the potential in us. And they saw we weren't dicking around, you know, we actually make moves. So it's, be, I can, the only thing I can really say is, is be as good as fucking possible. Cause they will find you. Don't, don't go out too too hardcore looking for a team, be able to handle everything yourself uh, just in case. You know, if you can do everything yourself, then that's rad. You know, obviously you're not going to do it at the potential of like, say you sign, bring on a manager or a label or all that stuff, but you can Mm -hmm. damn near get far by yourself, you know? Um, But yeah, that's pretty, just be Goku. (laughs) I would say on top of that too, like the reason for that is that if you want to be the best and you want the best around you, like you have to, you attract what you're like, right? If you're really fit, other fit people will notice you, right? If you're mm-hmm. really fat, other fat people are going to notice you. Right? This is true. Like, so the idea of becoming who you want to surround you is so important. So like for me, when I was reading books, like I didn't tell, go out and tell people I was reading books. What happened was I started having coworkers just look at my desk and they're like, oh, I always notice a new book on your desk. Right. Like, so when I was still working the day job, like that's what happened. I was just doing like what I should do and building an identity around that. And I, that's the other thing too, on like the habit versus discipline idea both of those are less valuable than building an identity because an identity won't allow you to fail, right? If you think you're an athlete, guess what? An athlete wakes up at 4.30 in the morning and runs sprints, right? Like, no, don't think you're the strongest. Don't think you're the fastest. Don't think you're the smartest. Think you're an identity that allows you to continue to get better. Like, I think I'm a learner. That's why I read books. I watch videos. I'll, I'll ask people questions they've never thought to answer before, right? Because I'm a learner. I don't see myself as smart. I see myself as a learner. And that's a huge, a huge difference. If you're an artist, first off, you absolutely should be a learner because there is a lot you don't know and you need to know or you're going to get eaten alive in the music industry. Yeah. 
You need to accept that. You need to accept that it's going to be a long, lifelong learning process. And even to this day, you look at people like Jay Z. He's always learning. He's always got something else. He's like the true Renaissance man. You know, right. it's like you have to admire everything that he's done. I'm just throwing it out there because it's it's the first word that comes to mind. But you know, you have to admire the longevity, and that comes through learning and developing. Mm-hmm. That's that's an amazing thing. Yeah, he's, he's also a great example of the idea that music is only ten percent of it. Like most of his money did not come from music. There you go. Money's coming from all his brand that he created or all the brand partnerships that he did. Like, that's why he's so well. the other businesses that he invested in. That's what I mean. Like, that's another thing, like, artists can do as a, as, uh, if signing a record deal, if you're able to get a million dollar deal or something and you're really good at making shit yourself, (laughs) go buy stocks with it. You know, don't be throwing it on jewelry and shit. Uh, maybe budget the, the record or something, you know, like you, you can do so much on a laptop now. You don't need the big ass fancy studios. You know, I know exactly what you need, you know, uh, to get a really good song, but yeah, invest that shit. Buy your masters back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Uh, guys, again, I hate to cut it short cause I promise I wouldn't keep you guys too long, but you know, it's been such an amazing jam packed energy filled conversation. I can't. I can't even begin to say, you know, so many thanks and appreciation for so much energy and so much wisdom. This is exactly uh, what we try to promote on the program. Just like, you know, just having people of such a singular vision, a singular mindset. I can't, you know, wish you nothing more than terrific success uh, with the Upstate Sound and all the wonderful projects you guys uh, have coming down the pipeline. I'm sure um, if anyone, if anyone wants to connect with you on the interwebs, where can we direct them? Twitter, Instagram, the website, where can we go? Def- definitely Instagram if you want to connect with us quickly. So just at the Upstate Sound. Um, and then our website is theupstatesound.com. It's the same on Twitter, everything. But Instagram is the easiest. Uh, the website, if you want to learn more about us, we've got you know music videos up there. We have our artists up on there. Uh, once our releases all come out, they'll be up on there. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. I'll definitely link it up, you know, all the blog links and all the web links on the blog post once it goes live. We do have a running tradition on the podcast. Uh, just final question, basically a kind of open platform, just like a red carpet type of thing of an exit spotlight is on you. Not, not, no hot chair, no hot thing. It's what I call the next step. You know, any, anything, a, pra- a daily practice, a favorite book, a song lyric or a daily mantra, anything that someone can use tomorrow as one next step towards their personal next level. What can we leave the listeners with? I'll, I'll shoot it either Dave or Dylan or both. I don't care. You know, just uh, one, one uh, words of wisdom, if you will, just a parting words. Go to the gym. Like every <laughs> fucking day, go to the gym. Cause like, it'll solve like 80% of your problems like stress, depression, all that stuff, it'll complete, it'll help out tremendously. Like it helps with me anyways. And something Joe Rogan said that like when <clears throat> back in ancient times or whatever, like when a, you know, a saber tooth was after you, you have the, your flight or flight response, right? You either run away or you fight, you're exerting mm-hmm. energy, you know, that's anxiety, that's fear, that's stress, that's all that stuff. You have to exert energy once you start feeling those things. You know what I mean? So if you're stressed out at work or something, you got a deadline coming up, go to the gym. If you got, if, uh, you know, your kids are stressing you out, if you, if something else happened, like go to the gym, like that's how I cope. It kind of, just like the rock. It ain't, you know how, you know, you see the Iron rock. paradise. Yeah, dude. He, it anchors him. Holy shit. Does it work? You know what I mean? Like you have, it just alleviates all that stuff. And also like just going for a walk too, for like two hours, you know, it tricks your, like there was something on a Tom Billy podcast where it, it, it tricks your mind into thinking you're walking past the problem. It's actually really cool. 
Wow. So whenever I was kind of like feeling away, I'd always go for a walk. Like as long as it took, I've gone for three hours before. As long as it took. Wow. I've never gone three hours. I do a couple of walks around my neighborhood. I've never done the like two hour thing, but you know, I didn't know that. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. You got out, one? I, I do, but uh, for the nerds out there too, um, when you work out, you also release BDNF into your brain, which actually causes your brain to get better at memory and learning new skills. So literally going to the gym first thing in the morning and then coming home and getting to the beat lab like is an incredible way to get more creative, more uh, like absorb more knowledge and skills. So just just for the nerds out there. But uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, my one piece of advice, uh, I do have favorite books and all that stuff. But my like simplest piece of advice is a uh, life philosophy I came up with from reading a ton of different uh, books on self-development, happiness, um you know, uh, just growth and general productivity and philosophy, but it's, uh, count the green lights. And the, the whole idea is, you know, you get those people coming into work and they're like, Oh, I caught every red light on the way to work. Right. But the problem is I've never heard anyone come in and be like, wow, I didn't catch a single green uh, red light the whole way to work. Right. And it turns out the reason for that is our brains are designed to do two things, survive and, or to keep us safe mm-hmm. and to conserve energy so that we can stay safe. Those are the only two objectives it ever has. And so the whole idea is that if if you're running through a red light, that's stopping you. Oh no, I'm gonna be late to work. Oh no, I can't make money to feed my family. I will not survive, right? So you're gonna remember that. Wow. Right? Important. You catch a green light, that means nothing to your brain, right? It turns out happy memories, if not sustained in the brain for at least 11 seconds, that's the actual amount of time it takes. 11 it seconds. It from your memory forever. Right. That's why people, when they get older, suddenly life seems to fly past them. They don't rem- like they're like, oh, my God, it's the last five years seems like it's been a, uh, been a week. That's that's weird, because as I've started growing and started learning new things and specifically doing things like counting the green lights, looking at any individual moment as a potential awesome moment, no matter how insignificant it might seem. My lifespan since 2016 has expanded so drastically, like the year 2016 alone, I have more memories than every year before that, like wow. massively more. And wow. every year, like this year, I was mentioning like, oh, yeah, when Dude, we started this that year, business, holy shit, man. I, I, I swear to God, I like thought that we had started all of our businesses a year and a half ago. It was 11 months ago. Wow. Stuff we did. It, it, I, I'm doing that so frequently now that it's mind boggling. I'm like, oh, yeah, um, a few weeks ago when we did that. Wait, that was three days ago. Like it felt wow. like so long because my one day, yeah. I like today alone, I had six different meetings for six completely different reasons, right? And each of those things, I met someone new, I learned something new, I, I taught something new, and because of that, I expanded expanded my threshold of memory. And our brains can hold an almost infinite amount of memory. The problem is people forget how to like we've or like our culture, society, whatever, forgot how to do that. Our brains are incredibly powerful, but one of the reasons we don't keep our memories is we don't count the green lights. Eleven and, seconds. Yeah, and do and doing that alone, like that, like is a form of gratitude practice. If you don't do that, like practicing gratitude, that alone makes life less stress. Like it's near impossible to make me angry. It is like you'd have to do something like devastatingly bad to me to cause anger, and I would only use it as a tool, and I would be aware that I'm using it where most people have no idea when they're getting angry. That's right? phenomenal. And it's all from just this massive amount of gratitude for the littlest things. 
So yeah, all I, you need is 11 seconds of our day and just like taking every opportunity, every single moment, no matter how insignificant, as you put it, as a potential to have be the best memory, the best moment ever in this current moment in time. Accept the green light for what it is. Yeah. And, and honestly, a simple way to do that is every time I catch a green light, I think about it till the, I hit the next uh, intersection, whether it's green or red, it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that alone, it's like incredibly powerful. Like when I, when I was younger, I used to, I like, I don't remember much before I was like 10. I have so little memory back then. Like mm-hmm. I was terrible at memory. And I, because of that, I, I used to keep everything I had toys and pictures just because I was afraid if I didn't have it, I couldn't like trigger a memory anymore. And now like I have so many memories over the last couple of years like it's an insane, like the stuff that we've done in just, just the couple of years I've been here. I, I just actually, I, it was, what was it? Three, what's today? The uh, 10th, two yeah. days ago, I had Facebook tell me it was only two years ago. We just met Tom, the first member of the, the team. <laughs> and I was like, that felt like it was five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Like it felt like a decade ago. It felt so long ago because from that moment we've done so much. I cannot, my brain can't figure out how to make it make sense that it was only a year. It feels like a decade this year, man. Like we've been doing so much stuff and like, and that's what I like. I like going so fast that we, I don't know what to do next. Like there you go. Before. There you go. You got to stay hungry. You got to stay hungry because the excitement is there. Because again, when you're too, when you're so busy doing shit, especially when you're so busy doing shit, you don't have time to complain. You don't have time to be depressed because you're sh- too busy, like you know, making stuff happen. You know, making stuff happen for your greater purpose. You guys, you guys are like I'm. I don't know. Open invitation, man. We got to do this again. I've had too much fun. There's, <laughs> there's like so much other shit too. Like you can give for advice. It's just so much, so much, so much, so much. But again, I can only be again eternally grateful. Again, like I said, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill. Dave, Dylan, you guys are like you know kings among men. Um, I really appreciate your time. It's been a thrill of a conversation. Thanks so much, so much. Again, I can't wish you anything more than, again, the blessings and the success that you definitely deserve. And we definitely will uh, be checking in again just to see what the Upstate Sound is up to, you know, because, again, I'm, I'm only seeing great things. You guys are really sold me on this one. Yeah, man. I'll send you the song. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Guys, another episode of Awaken the Awesome in the can. Guys, thank you so much for again for checking in, supporting the mission, this wonderful podcast. You know, we just try to bring one episode at a time, trying to, you know, just helping you guys do better every day. As always, love you guys. Have a terrific evening. Stay blessed. Stay safe. And as always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.